Hi, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Welcome to Tumble, the show where we explore stories of science discovery. Today, we're wondering, what if fish had legs? Wait, like a goldfish with human legs or like kangaroo legs where it would hop around? (laughs) It sounds like something that could only exist in your imagination. But fish with legs is actually a lot more real than you think. Okay, so today's question comes to us from What If World, a storytelling podcast that we really love. And here with us now is the host of What If World, Mr. Eric. Hey, I am so happy to be here. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you, Marshall, for having me. Well, thanks for being here, Mr. Eric. So can you explain what What If World is and how it works? Oh, yeah. So we get what if questions from our listeners, kids like you, and we take those questions and we turn them into weird and wacky stories. And we always try to throw in a nice lesson, too. Sometimes I'm lucky enough to have special guests like Lindsay and Marshall on my show as well. Yes. And so we'll be on your show coming up, which is your 200th episode Um, And since we've been friends for, like, since the beginning of Kids Podcast, we wanted to celebrate it with you. I I am super happy and honored. And uh, should I play the question from our listener? Go right ahead. So here is our question from a listener named Madeline. My name is Madeline. I really like fish. And what does fish have like? Let's ask our listeners what they think. What if fish had legs? Choose whether you want to answer scientifically or with a crazy made-up story. Or, you know, somewhere in between or like some combination of the two. Think about it, because when we come back, we'll ask a scientist. A funny fish scientist. Solomon David is a fish biologist, or you can also call him an ichthyologist. Oh, is that because fish are icky? Good pun, Marshall. It works especially well here because Solomon is famous for his fish puns or wordplay. What is a pirate's favorite fish? Gar! Gar! The classic pirate pun never fails. Solomon studies a type of fish called gar, and he's got a gargantuan stock of gar puns. As far as the fish that I specifically work with, gar is only a three-letter word, so I feel like that just can pop up anywhere. We just had a presidential inauguration, so you could fit gar into inauguration. So, inauguration? I, I get it. We just landed that rover on Mars, and so I'm like, wait, we landed something on gars? Solomon made a picture of a rover landing on a gar for that one. It's pretty funny. I have to say, these are like pretty high quality fish puns. But what is a gar? So gars are a very unusual looking fish. Uh, If you imagine a crocodile or an alligator with fins instead of legs, that's essentially a gar. Wait, what? Maybe you take the alligator's tail and turn it into a paddle. So it's just like a (laughs) fish-a-gator. Yeah, gars have a long snout, they're covered in armored scales, and they can get up to eight feet long. Oh my goodness. 
It's a big fish. They look really goofy looking. Like they got this overbite and this long snout. They almost look like a Muppet version of a fish. It's time to get things started. It's time to swim in rivers. <laughs> you know, I think they look funny. They look uh, menacing in some ways, but I think they look cool overall and uh, and fascinating. Gars are an ancient fish. Scientists think they first appeared in the water around 150 million years ago. So these are fish that have been around since the time of the dinosaurs. So they kind of look like dinosaurs, and I guess they hung out with them too. So like before dinosaurs became birds. Exactly. And studying gars can help answer a lot of questions about freshwater ecosystems, conservation, and even genetics. I kind of look at it as using a single group of fish to answer a lot of questions. So I like to look at gars as almost this sort of Swiss army knife, or a Swiss garmy knife, if you will. Swiss garmy knife. Oh, boy. (laughs) I bet he's a lot of fun at dinner parties. (laughs) Which is exactly why I thought Solomon was the right scientist to answer our silly question for today. He's like the closest you can get to a fish comedian. Okay, so could he answer our burning question, what if fish had legs? Sure, that's a great question. And I think, you know, in a way, it's it's not too far out there. What does he mean by that? It depends on how you define legs. In a lot of ways, fins are just underwater legs. That's crazy. (laughs) Fins are underwater legs. So does that mean legs are out-of-water fins? (laughs) I like to think of fins as fish legs. (laughs) But then do fish think that our legs are human fins? And then what if we put on flippers? Solomon sorts this question out by thinking of both fish and humans as vertebrates, creatures with a backbone. Fish are considered to be vertebrates that when their limbs are present, they're present in the form of fins which is different than tetrapods, which when their limbs are present, they're present in the form of legs, right? Okay, so tetrapod, that's like, okay, so I know from Tetris that tetra means four. I didn't know that from Tetris. And I know from being a big dinosaur fan that pod means foot. So tetrapod (laughs) is four foot. You get that exactly right. A tetrapod is a four-limbed animal. So I guess humans can still be tetrapods because we uh, use our front feet to play computer games. (laughs) So when it comes to fish legs versus land legs, the word tetrapod is really important because tetrapods came from fish. So you're saying land animals evolved from fish? Like we have fish ancestors? That sounds crazy. I look nothing like a fish, except when I put my hands on my cheeks and go blub, 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 blub. (laughs) So how do we know that? Well, for starters, because we can figure out the ages of fossils, we know that life existed in the oceans long before it existed on land. Fossils are arranged on a timeline called the fossil record. When we look back at the fossil record, we see these uh, transitional forms. In the fossil record, there's one kind of funny-looking organism that shows us the bridge between fish legs and land legs, and it's also got a funny name. Tiktaalik, yep. Tiktaalik? Is that like a fossil that's on TikTok? Yeah. (laughs) I know. There's got to be like a Tiktaalik TikTok, right? So like a Tiktaalik, something like that. It's got to be out there. If it's not there, somebody's got to do it. 
Solomon can't do puns for all fish species. I know. There are a lot of them. He needs help. Anyway, Tiktaalik lived 375 million years ago. It's now extinct, but it looked like a cross between a fish and an alligator. Sounds kind of like a gar. (laughs) It is kind of like a gar. But its limbs are halfway between fins and legs. Scientists believe Tiktaalik could prop itself up in shallow water with bones that could bend like wrists. You can look at the bones in its wrist and see how they're similar to the bones of tetrapods and similarities to the bones in fish. So Tiktaalik was really living in both worlds, between fish and tetrapods. Yes, and those legs and other adaptations like breathing and feeding on land continued to evolve until animals could finally adapt that land lifestyle they always wanted. But so is everything we know about the evolution of legs just based on this one fossil? No. Scientists also study today's fish that have similar traits. Um, Scientists have studied fish called the lungfish, which are actually related to tetrapods. The lungfish is a fish, but it has some suspiciously tetrapod qualities that allow it to do some really non-fishy things. Um, And so they've looked at their fins and how they actually move underwater is similar to how tetrapods move on land. So they're basically walking underwater. That sounds like an incredible dance move. (laughs) By studying fish walking underwater, we can learn a lot about how tetrapods eventually learned how to walk on land. That's fascinating. Like, every human alive today and all of their pets evolved from a fishy ancestor. Yeah, but some fish are still living in that in-between stage. There's more fish than you might think of that actually use their fins as legs kind of moving across land. Wait, what? So some of these fish are what we call amphibious fish, or fish that can actually move on land. Hold up. Amphibious fish? So they can go in and out of water like a vehicle that's both boat and bus? Like a duck boat? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, a duck boat. Yes, these are the duck boats of the fish world. (laughs) Um, There's fish called mudskippers that, you know, move along the mudflats, and some of them even jump. Um, There's fish called uh, the rivulus that will actually hop out of the water if it gets too warm. Wait, it just hops out of the water and is like, oh, skipping around, (laughs) going to walk to a cooler puddle. Watching these fish move on land is truly bizarre, but this adaptation helps them survive. There's fish called snakeheads that can actually kind of slither across land when their pond is in danger of maybe drying up or maybe it gets overcrowded. There's another fish called the walking catfish that, again, they kind of move, they use their fins and their bodies to move across land. (laughs) That's crazy. There's another fish called a polypterus, also known as a bashir. They're from Africa. They use their front fins, their pectoral fins, to prop themselves up. And scientists have done experiments with them to study how those early fishes made sort of a transition from water onto land. Scientists set up an aquarium kind of like a turtle tank. It had a land section and a swimming section. And the bashirs could easily survive on land in sort of a fish sphinx pose. It turns out some fish actually are okay with being fish out of water. Yeah, just make sure you never say, I feel like a bashir out of water. Because then you're like totally fine. (laughs) Um, So fish are pretty adaptive. I mean, that sounds like an understatement. I I feel like I just learned that fish can do or be anything they want, including humans. (laughs) 
So the answer to what if fish had legs is ultimately fish do have legs. Lots and lots of weird fish legs. And I guess we have fish legs to thank for us being here standing at this very moment. So think of fish today and then take Solomon's parting piece of advice. Learn as much as you can about science to see what interests you and maybe you'll end up in the Garfield just like me. Ah, the Garfield. It's researching gars, but it's also a cartoon cat. (laughs) That's what makes it a pun. (laughs) A gar pun. Can you think of any gar puns of your own? Solomon wants to hear them. Think of any word that has the word gar in it, like garbage, or words that you can kind of force gar into, like gar to work. (laughs) Or a gar raj. (laughs) A Formula One gar. That's a stretch. (laughs) All right. Send your gar puns to us in a voice message or a regular email will do as well. Solomon is excited to get them. People come up with puns that I never thought of, so I'm excited to see what the kids can come up with. I learned a lot about fish legs and gar puns. Thank you. I think listeners might hear a few gar puns on the story we're doing with you on What If World. So can you tell us how listeners can find your show? Oh, easy. You can just search for What If World or What If World Podcast anywhere online. You can search on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you listen. We're all over the place. And of course, our website is whatifworldpodcast.com. Listeners are definitely going to want to hear what happens when Marshall and I get trapped in a fish tank by a gar with legs. We'll have a link to it in the description of our show when it comes out. See everyone in What If World! Bye! Thanks today to Dr. Solomon David, Assistant Professor of Biological Sciences at Nichols State University in Louisiana. You can hear more from Lindsay's interview with Solomon on our interview episode, available to patrons at patreon.com slash tumblepodcast. And we will have plentiful videos of gars and amphibious fish on our website, sciencepodcastforkids.com. You really have to see them to believe them. Claire Glendening is our intern. Sarah Robertson-Lentz made the episode art and is our head of partnerships. I'm Lindsay Patterson, and I wrote and produced this episode. And I'm Marshall Escamilla, and I made all of the music for this episode. Tumble is a production of Tumble Media. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for more stories of science discovery.